This is Bill After from OneWrestling.com, and I listen to the Board Wrestling Fans. It's Sunday. It's 2 p.m. It's Board Wrestling Fan Radio. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Money, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about, bitches in the 40s? This is a family program. <laughs> and, of course, Draw, Draw is having tr- trouble. Let's see if we can get her back. She doesn't realize, I think, that she's disconnected. Yeah, I don't think she realizes that she's not in the call anymore. <laughs> oh, Joe, for, Joe forgot to pay the bill again. No, I didn't forget to pay a bill. Actually, I got to pay the hosting bill, but we should be broadcasting right now. <laughs> Yeah, you, we, were, we were broadcasting. I heard something. So. Okay, cool. I'll something, pay that after the show. Something. We'll be fine. <laughs> something, 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 dark side. Well, as long as you don't forget to pay the bill for the beginning of the show every week, because we'll get mad. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill's middle name is Scott. Scott is a dick. <laughs> How, big, how big is after stick anyway? <laughs> Have to ask well, CM Punk. The question about Batista's dick has been answered. We need another dick to wonder about. I don't know. <laughs> I, I heard after stick is broken. I didn't even know it was fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking for it. <laughs> there. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Yeah. What's up? Ah, uh, nothing, man. Just enjoying yeah. the uh, self-employed life. Oh yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was self-employed. But now three. You could. Bottles aren't gonna collect themselves, but. Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> what if what I make a week, I'd have to collect a lot of fucking bottles. Well, That's I mean, it's you, me. so. Just stay home and gather up the empties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. I collected rocks this morning. My life is exciting. What was that? What was that noise? Pretty soon your alcoholism will pay for itself. <laughs> this is true. I was implying Pepsi, but you wanted to go there. Okay. <laughs> well, he needs something to mix with his drinks. Oh, you think you think alcoholism now is, is is at its peak now? You should wait until well, Joe and I discussed this yesterday. Till ten days from now, when um the think so Joe, I will be making my triumphant return, to, hopefully to the, the the think so Joe show. As long as it works. Um, <laughs> as long as we get it to work, and I'll be live from K Rockathon twenty one. So, wait, was that no? Was that co- coaster? I said, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you think I'm drunk when I do this show? I, I'll guarantee you. Okay, that that show was at six o'clock. I will probably be at least eight or ten beers in. I will be so messed up if I actually get out of there. So you 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 think you think this is drunk JT now? No, you you hmm. you haven't seen drunk JT. Well, you got to work with the skills you have. <laughs> because I'll be I'll be tailgating that thing. It's probably I'll probably start drinking at least three. Yeah, man. 
You're going to uh, what's gonna call it? Uh, Stomach Pump Island, right? Yep. Yeah, Thousand Islands, I think. No, I no, remember. no, no. That that's after that's after the K Rockathon. That's the okay. following weekend. That's the weekend after the K Rockathon. Oh, right, this concert. Okay, who's headlining that? Uh, Corn Corn's the headliner, and Stone Sour is also playing. It's actually the Conan. It's actually the Corn and Stone Sour tour. They just K Rock, the radio station K Rock, just tacked K Rockathon on it because right. you know they didn't you know want to because they usually what they usually do is they put on a band they put on like an all day concert on usually Saturday or Sunday that um you know has just a bunch of ten random bands you know that they're all of like the rock genre but it's like all bands that they play but this year they they didn't have one last year and this year they're bringing it back. But it's basically the Cornstone Sour Tour, where they're just tagging their name on. You know what's it. funny? They've got a couple extra bands on it. They put added, did add a couple extra bands on, it, but basically it's the Corn Cornstone Sour Tour. You know what's funny is Corn and Stone Sour toured like a decade ago, and the local radio station here did the exact same thing. They were like, "Oh, this is Edge Fest." Like, no, the fuck, it's not. This is a tour. <laughs> the fuck, man! Book your own goddamn Edge band. Edge Fest is a music festival. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. I gotta look up Stone Sour to remember who the hell those guys are. I remember Corey, the name Corey, though. Corey Taylor. Like one of Corey. their songs, literally one of them. Well, gee, we've been talking about it the last few weeks. You know how um, Corey, you know Corey Taylor from Slipknot. That's Stone. Uh, that, he's the singer of Stone Sour. That's his whole yeah. feud is because you know. Okay. They, he um, so uh, I think Chad Joe's idol Chad Kroger <laughs> called um Stone Sour Nickelback Light. Ah, oh, yeah, I don't remember things. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember the Chad Kroger feud thing. I didn't remember it. Yeah. Was with these guys. I was yeah. sitting in the backyard, oh. sitting in the backyard oh, with with my landlady, and uh, one of the neighbors asked her, like, uh, you know, what concerts are you going to this year? And she starts listing off bands, and she says Nickelback, and then she looks at me and she says, "Shut up." Nice. <laughs> She's like, "I didn't get you a ticket, Joe. You're backstage anyway." <laughs> I, I'm just like you stopped me right before I could get out the word why. <laughs> like why would anybody go see that crap? Oh shit! Yeah, Stone Sour. Their first their their first hit was um was from the first the very first Spider Man movie with Toby okay. McDouche. Yeah, I probably heard stuff. I just it's not clicking just because. Oh whatever. Sounds like I'll have a fun time. That's the most important thing. I like to see corn. I won't lie to you. It's, that's that would be my draw to that show. Yeah, I've seen them like this is probably like sixth or seventh time for me because I saw them last year, and then I've oh. I've seen them in 2012, 2013. I saw them in 2000. Plus, I've seen Jonathan Davis do the DJ thing twice. Mm. So, yeah, they're not bad live. Yeah, I've seen them a couple of times. I saw them with a broken foot. Ooh. I saw them with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> Go. <laughs> hmm. See if they'll be in Canada. It says they're going to be in Canada. <laughs> that could just be Toronto. Yeah. Tor- Toronto doesn't count <laughs> as Canada. Toronto doesn't count as Canada. <laughs> Not part of Canada, I know. <laughs> Better start driving now, buddy. I'm not sure if they've ever played in Calgary. I'm I'm actually googling it right now to see if anything comes up. Sure, they probably have. Oh no, they did in 2010, I guess. Oh well. 
I was on the Yaramir Jager music tour. <laughs> Jager Miger, the Jager Miger music tour. Yeah, Yaramir Jager. That's right. <laughs> I oh, own yeah. hockey, so. Jager Meyer. Oh, looks like they had a pretty good set list there, too. Oh, well. Yeah, but that was during one of their bad albums, so. Their bad album tours. Like, I mean, real bad. I think it was like their. Let's see. They had. The, the untitled record oh. was horrible in 2007. I think 2010 was the sequel to that, Corn 3 or some shit like that. Only one person was there, according to the Setless check in, so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why they haven't come back. <laughs> well, the, you know, the funny thing is, is with, with Corn here, one year they played here, they had like 10,000 people. The next year, next year, they had three thought maybe three thousand showed up, and then when they played here last year, <laughs> ten thousand people showed up. So, who who's got, how many's going to show up this year? Who knows? Yeah, I, well, I missed two thousand. That that would have been the tour to see. I was in yeah. the at that point. I, I saw them in two thousand during the that that the issues tour when they had like the inflate the giant inflatable doll in the background and flames and shit and fucking. The drummer, the drummer at, at the time was the guy from Faith No More, the guy with oh, the dreads okay. of Faith No More. So yeah. it was uh, that was a fucking killer show. Jonathan got Levitt got dropped down. He was playing the back. To, he was playing the bagpipes to shoots and ladders, and he he just got brought down on like a harness. It was the cool. It, that was a fucking cool ass tour. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure how they're gonna they're going to draw up this time around because it's on a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if it, if it was during the weekend, my ass would probably be there. But, you know, you know, Coaster K-Rock shows aren't just subjugated to the weekends. Uh, very true. <laughs> uh, they're lame-ass excuses to why they're throwing, they're throwing their, their, their one big concert in the middle of the week. Yeah. I mean, I had I have vacation time that I never use, and I probably could have, but no, fuck it. I'd make more money actually working and taking the time off. Well, yeah, gigolo life ain't easy, eh? Testing, testing, yeah, mic we're, check, we're, mic we're, check. We're here. Every time somebody mentions like, "Oh, that show was on a Wednesday," I th- immediately think, immediately think of the head P, uh, the uh, head PE show I went to about a month ago, because they had this rap group open, and these guys were had this one song where they just kept repeating, "It was on a Tuesday." This show was on a Wednesday, and later on in the night when head PE came out, their singer kept saying, "Man, it's great to have all y'all people out here on a Tuesday night." People in the crowd are like, dude, it's Wednesday. And he just kept saying Tuesday, so I don't know if he was confused by the rap group earlier, or if he was just that stoned he actually thought it was a Tuesday. Yeah, weed's a hell of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are a wrestling show, so. Great edge, except for alcohol and tobacco. And firearms, oh my. Hmm. 
beer. All right. Gun talk. Every mm-hmm. Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Well, time. well, this is Marco Week. We get to talk about we have Donald Trump's America because we have Donald Trump and, and Gene Simmons sponsoring our shows now. We got to talk some gun talk every week because we can marry our guns now because Gene Simmons patented guns. I'm pretty sure Gene Simmons owns the letters BWF. Probably. <laughs> we should change our name. But then he'd just he'd just copyright that too. Yeah, and shit, this just in Gene Simmons owns professional wrestling. In Gene Simmons slash Trump America, we can marry our love guns. <laughs> I bet that's why Vince calls it sports entertainment, just to keep Gene Simmons away. I don't know, man. Alberto Al Patron said fuck sports entertainment. <laughs> Well, he's well, fucked a lot of things. Well, this is true. Well, well Mr. Noyce, Mr. Noyce, I, I, as Gene Simmons, myself, this is G, Gene Simmons talking to you here, I actually patented the term entertainment. So it doesn't matter if it's World Wrestling Entertainment, if it's BWF Entertainment, it's just, if it's just entertainment. It doesn't have to actually be entertaining. It just has to be have entertainment in the title. So I... Uh, I <laughs> you fool, we're not entertaining. <laughs> yeah, not at all, man. Nobody likes our show. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. If you go to kissonline.com, entertainment does not have to be entertaining. You can see my explanation and then pay pay a monthly fee for it. <laughs> for the low, low for the low, low price of $29.99 a month. <laughs> kissonline.com, we will sell you anything. This is true. That really was Gene Simmons, folks. That wasn't JT doing an impersonation. <laughs> now we 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 get in, we bring in the big names for sure. Not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure Gene Simmons trademarked uh, PWG as well. <laughs> well, he trademarked their gorilla anyway because he trademarked Rambe. He just owns all gorillas now. <laughs> Including the band the gorillas. <laughs> he also owns Clint Eastwood. Well, who doesn't at this point? <laughs> who knows? He might actually own a Gran Torino. <laughs> An empty chair on a stage. <laughs> This download I'm downloading just went from three seconds to nine hours. I feel like I'm on Windows XP again. <laughs> well, you, uh, I'll, I'll happy, I'll happy to, I'm happy, I'm happy to tell you that. Um, you can find out if you go to if kissonline.com/slash Gene Simmons what Gene Simmons owns. I do not own Windows XP. You can gladly know I do not get paid for that. So you can use that as much time you can use that as much as you want. <laughs> But Gene Simmons owns Microsoft. Wait, what? What was that coaster? On KissOnline.com, you can buy, you can purchase internet time. (laughs) Get ten hours free of America Online. The low, low price of thirty-five ninety-five for every ten minutes. Yep, Gene Simmons owns everything. Mm-hmm. 
And Jericho invented everything. Indeed. Except for the things Ryback invented. <laughs> he couldn't invent anything. He's dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but he invented that. He invented concussing the top star and then kicking them in the shin and then doing whatever the fuck he did to Punk. I don't remember. He also invented staph infections. <laughs> and Z-Packs. And X-Packs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. You chose to stay up, but you got to watch your time in Jerry, and that's cool. You're a fan. I, I, Understandable. Was it at least dark when you went to sleep? Yes, it was dark when I went to sleep. She's been unlocked. For I fell asleep at like four and I woke up at like six and I'm like, what the fuck? Like how the fuck did I only sleep for two hours? I went back to sleep and I got up at like ten. I'm still fucking tired. I don't know. I just gotta ask how many more of these am I gonna have to do? How many more what? Patience. Patience. G G knows. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, because there's nothing funnier than an inside joke that no one understands. Isn't that our whole premise? Yep. <laughs> yeah, but at least we understand our own inside jokes. Right. Uh, if, if we tell you, we're going to spoil Spider-Man, so... Uh, okay. it's, not really, it's not really a spoiler. Nah, really don't even pull it off. Don't. It really doesn't have anything to do with the movie, so... Yeah, it does. Just... Yeah, it totally does. The whole joke is of the end is, is based on the movie, so... <laughs> So how many post credit scenes were there? Two. Six. No, there's Six. two. There's two. The one at the very, 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 very end is the one we're referring to. And if you want to see it, go see it. And I'll give you my non-spoiler review. If you don't like superhero movies, I don't think it's going to change your mind. But you don't have to know the comics super well to enjoy it. It was well done. If you like superhero movies, you'll love it. Yep. Um, everything else, like I kind of want to talk about it, but I don't want to ruin anybody's experience because you know, just came out on fucking Friday or Thursday night or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, one spoiler. Peter Parker is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Shocker. Parker is Spider Man. Ah, son of a bitch. Hashtag things we already knew. I know. Because there was only like five other Spider-Man movies. Next, you'll be telling me he has an aunt called May. Yes. No. No. Ah. Killing the whole thing. It's all ruined. Killing the business. There, There's like, trailers for other movies at the business. beginning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did it again. Please turn off your cell phones. Oh, damn it. <laughs> somehow, the death, somehow the Death Star is involved in the movie for some reason. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Well, that's fine. It's good. It, 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 it's, again, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you, you can't go wrong. Right? There's room for criticism, but I, I mean, fuck, come on. Nope, no criticism. This was the best of the set. Of I, I, I'm on your team on that, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I know why people might criticize elements of it, and I get it. It's fine. But this one, but see, the thing is, is and I will say this one, this one does link into most of... The more recent, the more recent, you know, the other, the other two, the other five were like 
in a different, you know, whatever yes. universe or whatever. But the, the, this one basically ties into like the Civil War. Yeah. Um, you know, is, does Marvel own the Spider-Man rights yet? Is no. He part of the Marvel comic universe. He's part of the comic universe, but the movie rights are actually sold to Sony. And the deal with Sony is they'd have to make it's either seven. I might be wrong. I would say seven, roughly, years. They have to make a new Spider-Man film, or they lose their rights. Mm. Hence all the reboots and the shitty ones. Mm. I thought Marvel got them back already. No, they made a deal. The con- it was like a a co-production. So Sony is making money off of it, but Spider-Man's allowed to appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But like that said, was the universe I was thinking of, not the comics. He's obviously in the fucking comic universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, like, Marvel comic. They, they sold off the X-Men, and they sold off Spider-Man. They sold off uh, Punisher. Oh, fuck, who else? Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, everyone really cares about. Yeah, well, they weren't doing great at one point, so they were trying to make money. Then they put out Iron Man, and everything turned around, and they're like, "Oh shit, we sold off our our main, you know, popular characters, and we're we're left with uh, the lesser knowns, right?" Which they did a good job with, but kind of in that spot, right? And that that's kind of the layman's super simple explanation There's... but the the thing is my thing is i think they did better with the, these with the lesser knowns than they did with the main because the thing is I, overall if you look at me and i look at all the freaking i've seen all six x-men movies and i think they were i was more disappointed in them than you know and i, I was huge into wolverine and all that shit and i just they just did nothing for me when i watched those when i was you know when i've watched them all and yeah. You know, since Iron Man came out, I just, you know, Iron Man got me to see Captain America because I didn't want, I would want nothing to do with Captain America when it came out, you know, and then Captain America got me into, you know, got me into it more. You know, I, I, I never, I went out, I would never, I went out and bought movies like Deadpool and fucking Ant-Man just without, I bought them on Blu-ray, did not even see them in theaters, I just bought them because I'm like, you know what, it's got to be, you know, and I watched them and they were, I was you know they were fucking good. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think they're, 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 they're I think they're hitting a stride now. With their, with this, with this, this phase. I think it's, I think it's called phase three. I think it's what yeah. it's called. And and with phase three, they're hitting, they're hitting home runs with them. Whereas the other ones are just okay. We're putting it out there because we have to put it, put the movies out there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> to keep the rights. Yeah, for for me, like the main question is, uh, when are we getting a damn Alpha Flight movie? I don't know, man. They're teasing bringing in some of the characters, so we'll maybe see something in the... The, ne- the next few adventure films are going to be involving pretty much a million characters. That yeah. might, be a, might be a turn-off for some... I, I, well, I, can, the, again, I can see it. Next... Like, JT and me are both really biased because we're comic nerds, right? Yeah. The next two, the next two Avengers movies are going to be the... Excuse me. Infinity War, and it's um, they're basically going to come out in 2018 and 2019. And I, I'm got this is already out on the internet, so I'm not spoiling anything. I so I know I know at least Spider Man and um, Star Lord from the Guardians are going to be are going to be a part of it. So um, I don't know I don't know who else is going to be in there. I haven't really studied too much into it, so I don't want to yeah. get spoiled into it. I just know like I, I I saw across you know one of my Facebook feed, and I saw a picture with with um, Downey Jr. Um, spider-man and and whatever his name that plays star lord so i know they're they're definitely that so they're starting to bring a lot of that in so 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I haven't looked too much into it either, and I'm not going to spoil anything. I, I just would say it's safe to assume it's going to be like a battle royale of all their characters. And you're going to see everybody in the ring, and guys are going to be getting tossed in and, and out, and you're just going to have no idea who half of them were. And Blue, Blue, Tista, Blue Tista still won't put anybody over. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> but I have to say, I do have to say, he is entertaining as Dak, or whatever his name is. I forget his name. Where's my action picture? Drax. Drax, yeah, Drax, yeah. Yeah. When when I have to jump in and and, and tell you who was who what a character was in a movie, there's something wrong here because I don't fucking watch movies. (laughs) I have seen Guardians. Do your fucking homework all the time. I've seen Guardians because it was my homework. (laughs) Well, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, Guardians. The thing is with Guardians, you know, there's four. There there's five of them. The only ones that I the only one I really know whose name is a Star Lord and Groot because Groot all Groot says is I am Groot. I couldn't tell you who the female's name is. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you who Blutista's name is, but I could tell. I couldn't even tell you who, um, what's his name, Daryl from Walking Dead's, bro- his older brother's name is in the movie. So, but I, you know, I still like those movies. I, but I couldn't tell you th- their names because there's just so many of them. Come on, Rocket Raccoon's an easy one to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he get offended when you call him a raccoon, though? Probably. <laughs> Isn't that one of the running jokes of the movies? I fucking eat garbage. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. Like I said, uh, I don't want to talk about things that'll piss people off. Maybe in a few weeks it'd be better, but you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I I go to these things like on release day quite intentionally to avoid that because it's you know, little little G was a big Spider-Man mark when he was five. Yeah. So I like a lot of kids grew up with their favorite superheroes. I'm sure JT can relate to that. I mean, you guys probably all have stuff like that. You know what I mean? So. Hey, trade! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally was a massive X-Men mark as a kid. X-Men are pretty sweet. We'll see what happens with them, and Sony still has those guys. Um, they're probably going to hold on to them, unfortunately. But they, 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 some of the recent movies have been pretty solid, though. Yeah. Days of Future Past was awesome. Oh, yeah, I know. I liked Apocalypse, too. I thought Apocalypse was probably the best one of the six that they made. Of course, it's, of course, it's the one people hate on, but it's like, well, I like fuck, it, too. it's yeah, fucking but, awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched one since yeah. First Class, but I have yeah, heard good. Yeah, the the the, new, the newer trilogy is better than the older trilogy, in my opinion. I think the newer trilogy was done a little bit better than with younger characters. They could have done, they did a little bit more with, but um, you know, they did those that origins movie, which was kind of. Eh. Yeah, oh yeah, the like X Men Origins Wolverine. Logan was really good. I was surprised. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen that one. The only thing that sucks is that's the last one that Hugh Jackman's going to play as Wolverine. And if they could actually somehow figure out some way to make a deal to put him in fucking Infinity War, that'd be pretty fucking cool to have him as Wolverine one last time. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I I think you're right. And Patrick Stewart said he's out too. So... Oh well, Logan, Logan's dark as dark as fuck, man. That that is one different superhero movie. Just really, I I don't even know if he's, I mean, I guess you kind of have to call it a superhero movie, but kind of. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, it's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. I imagine I'll just get a load of them ready for when I go on 
vacation next month and I'll just watch them while I'm away. That's it's what I did last year. No, you, you don't go. go. No, no, it's, you don't go on vacation to watch movies. Ah, uh, the travel you're talking movies. about. Oh, okay. I mean, traveling, yes, and you do watch a lot of movies when you live in a caravan for a week. There you go. You should check out uh, Glow. That's good. I watched the first half of it last night. Yeah, that Glow haven't... show? That's more, more stress than I watched this week. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. I know it's getting a lot of hype. I was thinking um, maybe it's a little bit over the top, but I enjoyed it. Halfway through and definitely a fun watch. But I, I, I mean, I watched Glow when I was a kid too, so I, who, what do I know, right? <laughs> But I, I honestly don't remember this much cocaine use. So. Well, 80s were a hell of a time. Yeah, it must have been backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marin is great in the, in the show. Mm. Awesome Kong, really good. She's a major character in the show. Really, I, 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 I was surprised how good an actress she really is. She does a great job in it. She's getting a lot of praise across the board that, wow, I didn't who she had that in her, but she's getting singled out as much praise as the show overall is getting. She's getting a lot just herself, and that's super cool. I think some of, not to like disparage her, but I think some of it is just surprised that she does have this, because she's always typecast as this silent, screaming monster. Mm-hmm. If you spend 10 years watching someone beat the piss out of people while screaming, and then you see them act properly, you'd be pretty surprised. Like, if I saw Brock Lesnar as Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, it'd be fucking surprising. Surprising <laughs> <laughs> oh, is not the right word for that. <laughs> that, that. That is like cognitive dissonance on a level high enough to make your brain explode like the scene from Scanners. <laughs> Having said that, I would love to see Brock Lesnar play the de- next Doctor in Doctor Who. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, luckily, this is the last Doctor, so you don't have to worry about it. The TARDIS just happen. transports by him just throwing it into the time stream. <laughs> I can see Brock Lesnar like, come out on the stage, start doing his dance in Doctor Who as a Doctor 8. He's staring down the, the ramp, and he's like, fuck it. And he closes his eyes for like three seconds and just goes apeshit on those motherfucking statue dudes. <laughs> <laughs> the statue just dudes that she look away, right? Yeah, man. What are those things called again? I don't know. I don't know. The weeping angel. Okay. There it is. Yeah, man. Brock could take them. That was one and of the few I had. For the first episodes. time ever, you would have a doctor with a companion who does all his talking him because Eamon <laughs> is the only companion oh, he's gonna have. Eamon was a companion. So in, instead of a sonic screwdriver, uh, Doc Brock would have a sonic dick sword. Nice. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. That works, Doc Brock. <laughs> the Proctor. There it is. <laughs> nice. We, we we just like came up with a fucking winner for WWE too. Mm-hmm. There's a crossover WWE films. Oh, Brock Lesnar showing up in a fucking TARDIS. <laughs> well, every time they do a show in the UK, they trot out those telephone booths. How much of a stretch is it really? Mm-hmm. So hopefully he doesn't tear the door off and throw it into the crowd, right? <laughs> There's a souvenir for a lucky fan. 
<laughs> when he recovers from the brain damage. <laughs> oh, wow. I hear the tapping. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I know. That's, not, that's not tapping. That's someone fapping. That's what I was going to say. Again, my bad. <laughs> well, speaking of fapping, I, I heard his stuff. No, I'm kidding. Um, tell us all about this New Japan stuff, right? You guys want to do that? should never, ever yes. be a segue into anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at some of the posts on the internet, yeah, you know, I was it's, 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 it's being praised quite highly. And I only saw, like I said, I think I saw one match. So I, I don't have much to add here. Um, I know two two episodes you're at were filmed the Mark scene at least one and a half. Right? Yeah, I finished while we were talking. I've, I've seen them both. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, we, we could get like, did you watch any? You watched some of the shows, though, on TV as well as attending, though. Yeah, I, I was there for both shows. And then once I got home, I watched the entire thing because I wanted to see how it stacked up with what it felt like at the time. And there, there was a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, the first night. Yeah. I wondered which one of those sweaty bearded losers was you. <laughs> oh, did it. But I'm bunch. The barium. Barium. Uh, Barry and to like be... JR buried everyone. And then they buried <laughs> JR. It's oh, your one week you're one week back a month noise and you gotta burn everybody. <laughs> well, he has to show us why we missed him. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I actually have no idea what Drow looks like. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's not a fat neck beard. It is far from a oh. fat neck beard. <laughs> yes, no, no. I guess. Um, uh, I, I posted pretty much everything on my Facebook and some of it on Twitter because I still have a Facebook because I'm dumb. But, uh, it's just the easiest thing to deal with at the time. Um, the uh, the setup for the whole thing, um, I got to speak on the meet and greet first. Logistically speaking, the meet and greets were a complete train wreck and... This just flies in the face of common sense. Like, two things were simultaneously going on at the meet and greet. You could get first dibs at buying merch, or you could wait in line for one picture and one autograph with the wrestler of your choice who was doing the meet and greet. The meet and greet schedule was pretty bleak. There were not all that many people that I was interested in seeing um, across the board. A lot of people felt that it was weak. Um, the on Saturday, the first day, you did have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. You had Tanahashi and uh, I think Kushida was the next day. Um, nobody from Lij did one. Although, to be fair, that is apparently kind of their thing when they do actual. New Japan shows that Japan as a faction they don't do any kind of fan stuff because they're supposed to be heels um, but then all the people who were at you know the 
the Rev Pro Show and the the J Cup, where you had several of them there, they do all the meet and greet stuff. So uh, part of it was like, oh, come on. It's not canon. It doesn't count. They don't have to pretend that. Yeah, it was just kind of a bummer. Like, you know, the people I wanted to see could not do it at the show I was at, but fly across an ocean and you can do it over there. (laughs) But that really wasn't the problem with the meet and greet. The problem was this was not organized well at all. People were standing in... They had to cut off the Kenny Omega line because they shut down at 2 o'clock. Meet and greet was from noon to 2. And they shut down. They just cut the line off and said, you got to leave now. And everybody had to leave. And since most people were there for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, that line snaked around like four times. Um, but the merchandise lines were not any better because there wasn't really a line. It was more of people would just wander up to the table, get the attention of somebody working at the table. Nobody knew where anything was. There was not a process to purchasing and paying for stuff. Some people legit waited two hours in the merch line. It was crazy. And then if you were paying with a card, they would move your stuff down to one end of the table and you had to stand in line to pay for stuff if you weren't paying cash. And the whole thing was just bizarre. And if you've ever organized anything, you would look at this and go, okay, wait, time out. So it's not enough of a drawback that it put a damper on the mood or anything, but it was kind of surprising that something that basic would be so messed up. It's a shame to hear that the logistics were so bad, because the on-air product itself was pretty well put together, and it makes me think maybe they really didn't expect all of that, but you also think they should have expected all of that. (laughs) When you sell out when you sell out 6,000 tickets for a two-day period... less than half an hour as it was more like 20 minutes and yeah people are still trying to get in you know you're gonna have all of those people there so just from a i guess corporate perspective that part just seemed really weird but then you know once you got to the show itself yeah everything everything was pretty cool um for night one, the opening match, 10-man tag, Chaos and Bullet Club. The funniest part about that, Rocky Romero pinned Matt Jackson. And the uh, the gif that is making the rounds everywhere is Matt Jackson looking absolutely devastated. And he said, I have a deal with Hot Topic. I can't lose on TV. I, I heard him say he can't lose on TV, but I didn't hear him say why. That's brilliant. Yeah, and he grabs a hold of Marty's girl and says it again, and Marty just starts shaking him. What <laughs> happened? What happened? <laughs> so, you know, that, that was super fun, and Rocky Romero got the pin, so going into their junior heavyweight tag match the next day, 
Fonzie Vice had some momentum going there. The second match of the Saturday show was everybody in LIJ not named Tetsuya Naito against Liger and three of the CMLL luchadors. Um, they had Teton, Volador Jr., and Dragon Lee. And I know a lot of people are burned out on the multi-man tags, but when when it's LIJ versus anybody, but especially against the CMLL guys, it's always fun. Yeah, it's I, well I will, done. That kind. I of will match. say this: the um, the only problem I really had was all of the multi-man tags. I will say every match that wasn't a tag match was pretty awesome. And some of the tags were fun, but it was just so much. It so Teddy Long was Gus Booker. Well, the thing about New Japan is that their shows have a lot of multi-man tags. Yeah, I, I understand it is tradition so. there, especially in a G1 show. So mm-hmm. I understand why they did it. I'm not saying... This was oh, well, stupid. I'm just saying it was really burnt out by the end of it. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that that were in attendance, and it's just that, yeah, really, if they hadn't done a bunch of multi-man tag matches, they couldn't have had nearly as many people on the show, and it would not have been a fair and accurate representation of yeah, what to expect. I get that was also why they, it was just there was a lot less in the second day because they wanted just to introduce you to everyone. And the only yeah. way to do that was massive tag matches. Yeah, they had choices to make. It was the first time for a lot of things, and who knows? They might have done a lot of stuff different if you were to sit Kidani down and ask him now. Um, the quarterfinal matches for the U.S. tournament, um, Jay Lethal beat Hangman Page. Jay Lethal was coming in with heavily taped up and damaged ribs from Ring of Honor shows. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. beat Juice Robinson, which was kind of expected, but Juice looked so good in defeat. He really, he shone in that match, even though Zack Sabre Jr. was just taking him apart, but he would not give up. And yeah, Juice is one of those guys that when he started, so many people, and I was one of them, were just crapping all over him, but he has done it. He's really done it, and he's looking super good, and there's a reason he's actually in the real G1 this year. Yeah, I understand the hype around Juice now. He's really good. It's hard to believe he's the same guy that was just C.J. Parker. Oh, yeah, another multi-man tag. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, David Finley, Jay White, Kushida, and Tanahashi against the Bullet Club Hunters of Yoshitatsu and Billy Gunn and the Tempura Boys, Team Shohei, Shotanaka, and Yoe Kamatsu, who were just cream of the crop of the Young Lions when they were in their Young Lions stage. They've been on excursion in the States for a while now, but they've kept up as a tag team. And uh, so, you know, you had all that going. Uh, one of the funniest moments was uh, when Kushida did a crotch chop to Billy Gunn, and everybody's like, oh, Kushida was just on fire. 
nobody wanted to see Yoshitatsu, and not even in a good heel heat kind of way. It was just like, oh god, get rid of this guy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, th- there was that. But um, Tanaka and Kamatsu were pretty good. Good to see them back anyway, and it'll be really cool if they come back full-time once their excursion is over. They would definitely be awesome in the junior tag division or individually going after the singles title because they were both grabbing at Kushida's title belt to make the universally known sign of you have a belt and I wish to take it from you. So (laughs) we'll, we'll see how that goes. But all of that was basically building stuff up or Tanahashi Billy Gunn Intercontinental title match the next night. I can't believe I'm saying those words in 2017. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that got kind of overlooked, Jay White got the win on Yoshitatsu. Jay White, who um, Tanaka Kamatsu, Jay White, and David Finley were all young lions together, and they were all really good. Jay White has been on excursion mostly with Ring of Honor as well. Alex Shelley has been Jay White's mentor. And Jay White has now started using Alex Shelley's air raid crash as a finishing move. And if you don't know about the relationship between them, you don't necessarily catch it. And some people are saying, oh, Jay White's doing the sister Abigail. No, Jay White is doing Alex Shelley's air raid crash. So that's a neat little sub-note if you know what's going on there. Um, then they had the heavyweight tag team title match. The Gorillas of Destiny were defending against War Machine. War Machine says at the top of the match, when we lost our titles to you last time, we fought with honor and you had to bring weapons into everything. Mr. Chairman, we want to bring weapons into everything. So it becomes this no DQ match, and they used the plunder, and War Machine got the win and won the titles back. So there was that. They sort of beat Gorillas of Destiny at their own game. (coughs) And the last two quarterfinal matches for the U.S. tournament, the one I was really waiting to see because it was pretty much your typical... New Japan singles match for something that mattered. It was Ishii versus Naito. And Naito was super over at the press conference with all of his stuff about, you know, I don't know why I'm in this tournament. I was put in this tournament against my will. I think this title is stupid, but I'm going to fight my best. And if I win, I'm throwing it in the Pacific Ocean. And everybody just was eating that up. It was a super good match. I mean, those two couldn't have a bad match with each other anyway. Uh, Naito's mouth got busted open at one point, and there was more blood than you would have thought. So, of course, he spits blood in Ishii's face, which was a great visual, (laughs) even if you don't care for that kind of shtick. Um, Ishii got the win with a brain buster after about 15 minutes or so. And... uh, you can't call Ishii an unsung hero, but he's a guy that when everybody's verbally fellating Okada, they don't remember guys like Ishii who just have incredible matches all the time 
and really kind of get overlooked. So good for Ishii on this one. And the last one was Omega versus Elgin. Omega got the win, which a lot of people expected that. I had kind of thought Elgin was going to win the whole thing because I thought they would go with somebody who was based in America now. But even in losing, Elgin was a fucking beast. Oh my god. The, you really need to see this match if you haven't because it's an example of... Some people say Kenny Omega can have great matches with everybody, but when he has the right opponent, things are just so awesome. And this match was one of those things. They've fought before, but Elgin was a total monster here and did not look any the worse for losing at all. And the main event that nobody wanted to see, if you look at Twitter... <laughs> <laughs> was Okada defending against Cody. And I think this is the best independent match Cody's had, and it's not something that can just be laid at the feet of Okada. I don't hate Okada, but it's very tiresome that everything that is good in wrestling is because of Okada. Uh, no, it isn't. You know, some things, you know, he does improve, but, you know, Let's get real here. If Cody were as terrible as everybody says, he couldn't have had the match with Okada that he had that night. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah, um, I will say about that match is that it was great. My complaint about Cody Rhodes has always been that he doesn't have a personality. I've always enjoyed him in the ring. He's very smooth. He's pretty awesome. But in that match, he was very... He just was himself turned up to 11. He was screaming at the crowd, swearing for whatever reason. He, he had a lot of fun, and I don't understand the hatred of that match. It was easily my favorite Cody singles match, and not all of that is because of Omega. Or Ricardo, sorry. You know, it, it's, it's funny because to follow... Although Omega did get involved in the match, actually, so he was partly responsible for it. To, to yeah, that was that was gonna come up in a second, but uh, finish finish what you were saying. To fall asleep the other day, I put on uh, the WWE Network, and they were doing like it was like one of the countdown episodes, and Stardust was one of the panelists, and one of the things they talked about was uh, the uh, w when Cody got his nose broken, and was doing the grotesque Cody Rhodes. So I I, I will disagree with you on him not being able to have a personality. Yeah, hey. Stardust and a broken nose, Cody Rhodes. I love them because he did have a personality. I yeah, okay, so you're saying just, just playing Cody Rhodes. I got you. Well, don't forget Dashing Cody Rhodes. Dashing Cody Rhodes was pretty awesome, too. I, you know, that, that, sure. that's where it showed he could actually have a personality. Sure, absolutely. That's what started all of it. Without Dashing Cody Rhodes, you couldn't have had, you know, Phantom of the Wrestling Ring. <laughs> Dashing Cody Rhodes was brilliant. I love yeah. the way he came down with bags and just pulled them on people's faces. <laughs> I fucking love Dash and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I just people... hate Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, I got you. Okay, I know. I remember. I remember when he. I remember the days back when he was like with Bob Holly. Oh, this is Dusty. This is Dusty Rhodes, kid. You're supposed to cheer him because he's talented. And it's like, dude, he sucks. He's <laughs> he's bland. He's blander than a fucking boiled potato. It's like Dustin got all the personality. What the <laughs> fuck happened? And then like dashing Cody Rhodes happened. It's like, oh shit. Okay. 
Yeah, I get you. Just plain Cody Rhodes. I get you. Okay, continue. Um, because in, in between day one and day two, there are a couple of points I want to bring up just from having been there. Um, we talk a lot about fan behavior you know, at shows and online and everywhere else. And I was actually feeling pretty proud at these shows because even the this is not a my wrestling is better than your wrestling thing because pro fans can be the worst on the planet about everything. Some of them are very horrible people. But as a whole, on the few occasions where somebody started a chant that was either not appropriate or not helpful, the entire place would just shut it down immediately. And usually in a very positive way. Like, you know, if somebody started chanting something unnecessarily rude at a wrestler they didn't like, literally the entire rest of the building would jump in and start chanting, you know positive stuff for the other guy it was supporting what you love instead of bitching about what you hate put into action and that was just it was refreshing but it was really cool to have that be a thing because there were things that happened on the show that i would have preferred not to see a case in point the tanahashi billy gun match you know (laughs) at one point somebody started a chant of please retire and immediately Everybody else just jumped on it. Let's go, Tana! And it was like, no, you're not going to ruin this. And it just gives you a little bit of hope that you know having faith in the humanity of wrestling fans is not always a lost cause. That was kind of a thing that happened. Um, <coughs> the other thing that is not excusable, though is the disaster that was the English commentary on both of these shows. Did you guys see the tweet from one Tamatonga about this? Yeah, I, I got it is in that the news. one where he's like, at least these guys know our names? Yeah. Uh, he's a little meaner than that. Well, <laughs> I, I, I cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's in the news, if you we want to scroll down. Clean it up. Yeah, I, I believe it was that you know, the English commentary sucked. At least Kevin Kelly knows the storylines and our fucking names. And the number of people who flew to the support of JR and Barnett is really kind of surprising because it was terrible. And I, I did not know this until I got home and I watched it. You don't know anything about commentary when you're at a show. I mean, I had heard on Twitter, oh my God, this is awful. But until I actually saw it, I had no idea how bad it really was. And, you know, anybody who criticizes the almighty JR gets just dogpiled on social media. But if you sit through the English commentary, it is god awful. And there is zero excuse for any of it. It was the height of unprofessionalism in so many ways. And if he's not capable of doing it, he never should have been put in that spot. End of story. If you're a legend, that by definition means you are no longer doing the thing that made you famous, and there's probably a reason for that. And it was 
it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't, you know, blanking on a name or having, you know, one little screw up. You know, the people that were up in arms about Mike Adamley are defending JR because it's JR. And there is zero excuse for any of this because look at the context here. This was the very first introduction of a new product to a new audience. And the commentators have a very specific job in those circumstances. They have to know all the details and they have to guide this new audience that may be seeing this for the very first time and know nothing about it at all. They have to guide them through the story sufficiently that if they want to pursue it on their own later, they can. It came off like these two knew absolutely nothing about the product at all. That they didn't care anything about the product at all. And that they were just there. Like, at one point, JR even sounded angry that people expected him to know stuff. And he would say things like, well, we're just not going to make all of you happy. And I'm like, well, yeah, fucking should. Like, he, he said that before one of the Mortyman matches on the second day. He's like, "Well, I'm not going to make a lo- I'm not going to make everyone happy because here's a Mortyman match." And the, when the CMLL guys came out, I can't remember if it was him or Barnett, but one of them said something like, "Oh, great, a bunch more guys in masks and white." And like, yeah, they mentioned how why is everyone wearing white trunks and white masks? We're not going to be able to tell the difference. Uh, you should be able to tell the difference at least to a point. He got evil and bushy mixed up. So I'm, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch this, and I'm very disappointed to hear that Jr. didn't do his research because Jr. has always been a consummate professional over the years, and I'm very disappointed in the fact that, you know, Mike Adamley, I can, you know, like, okay, you're not familiar with this stuff, but Jr., I'm just surprised. Like I watched him do the World of Sports special, and he was great. He'd clearly done all his research. He informed me about all these people. I had no fucking clue who they were. Yeah. And he was great. And this is—he does this for a living. He—he calls New Japan on access. It's not like he doesn't know what's happening. So it was a real shame that he just seemed so lost. It's actually brought like the worst out on people. This is the one area that. More familiar with than any of the show, which is kind of fucked up. But I mean, there's people all going out of their way to like say conspiracy theories that he's like intentionally being shitty because he's <laughs> back with the that. WWE. Oh, well, you want to burying New Japan? It, yeah. it gets even worse to a point where they're like saying things like they take back their condolences for his dead wife. Oh and my shit. god. Okay. I left a lot of stuff out of Square Circle Turk this week because of that. Because there's a whole bunch of shit that goes down that path. And it's just like, wow. He was screwing something up. And he actually said to Josh Barnett something to the effect of, Oh well, I'm alone now, and so I can't get all this right. And I'm just like, oh, no, you're what, fucking what kidding. he said was that he wakes up screaming bushy. Oh it's, wow, it's weird now. It's not as weird because he's alone now. That probably explains where this is coming dumb. from that I've been seeing. Then okay. Well, somebody posted, and yeah, I have no idea how true or not true any of this is. So you know, take it with a whole bucket of salt. One guy said that 
he crossed paths with JR like immediately after the show was over and he was drunk off his ass. He had three handlers from Access TV trying to move him around and there were pictures of alcohol in big bottles on the table with him that he was basically drunk the entire time. I mean, I don't you know can if that's you true. Can... You, you can say that he has just had a really big loss. He's obviously going through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it all boils down to, again, that if he was in that state, then he shouldn't have even been there. I agree. You can make excuses for why he was bad, because obviously it's understandable. But if he was going to be like that, then he just shouldn't have been there. He should probably be at home still mourning his wife, not trying to force himself to do something and ruining his legacy. And if he thinks, that, I mean, if he's the type that you know has to work through grief and trauma, there has to be another way to do it because this was just bad all the way around. I mean, I've been kind of hateful toward Jr. about this, but he was clearly not in a good place to do something like that. And if he insisted on doing it despite not being able to, I, they should have pulled him. They really should have. I don't know what the answer is, but it was not good. <coughs> hmm. Yeah, lots of people are super angry about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what was being said on like the so-called serious smart boards. Cause I don't fucking even go to them anymore, really. <laughs> I, Cause I, I get, I get. Well, I usually figure out the context from from the one that makes fun of it, right? It's like the the whole point of that is that we're making fun of what people actually are writing, which means people are writing that shit. <laughs> that that's what's fucked up about it. It's like mm-hmm. really, like, I, they just take it to the next level. There's like the whole dial up to eleven deal. But I I, I just did a quick Google search for for Jr. Jim Ross drunk in New Japan per Ross. Oh yeah, it's out there. I mean, who knows what's true? I don't see any actual evidence. Just people talking shit. So who knows? Yeah. Just allegations. But I agree with you guys hundred hundred percent. Like the grieving. I mean, it's, I don't know how long they were married, but I know it was a very long time, and that's not something you just get over with overnight. That's like years, if if mm-hmm. at all. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's still having problems with that, then I agree. I don't know what they would have done. Did they have anyone on standby who could have done it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Barnett was not a whole lot better, but then this is a guy who said straight up on the Stone Cold podcast when he was a guest on it that he doesn't watch wrestling at all. Oh. So if he's proud enough to say that and then take a paycheck for commentating on wrestling, then okay, must be a good gig if you can get it. The main complaint I had about Josh Barnett was how every second sentence was about MMA. <laughs> and there was actually there was actually one bit where um, it, it was in day two where someone applied a Kimura and JR asked him asked Barnett if he would call it a Kimura and he basically sounded offended at the idea. <laughs> some of his banter was not as funny as he thought it was he was just trying way too hard like what he said about juice robinson's ring attire that was not funny he was he made an awful lot of gay jokes 
he did, and it's like he was trying to be funny, but they were not funny. So if you didn't see the show, um, Jr. said that Juice Robinson had a large female following in Japan. Oh, and God, I Barnett's, forgot the full content of the comment. <laughs> Barnett's response was, well, with all the bright rainbow stuff on his gear, maybe he'll have a large male following in Japan as well. <laughs> and we're just sitting there like, oh, my God, no. Uh, so you're basically people, saying Jerry the King Lawler probably would have been a better choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm it's a to him too. <laughs> well, were there Lola any female wrestlers in the matches no at all? Well, he wouldn't have anyone to objectify if there was no female wrestlers <laughs> in the shows. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, that's true. They'd just be calling matches. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers how to. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's too bad. Like I, I, I've only been reading about it, but not having heard you guys talk because you've actually heard, like listened to it and watched. And that's that sucks. God, everything else I've heard has been a success, though. I mean, that those these, weren't these shows like sold out before they even like started. Oh and... yeah, they they sold out both shows in literally about twenty minutes. And this right. was way back in March or April. I can't remember which day. Uh, it might have been, I think it was the beginning of April, but you know, everything sold out super fast. Um, <coughs> the media attention was really great. And you know, Kidani himself was apparently totally floored at the chance of New Japan, New Japan, especially on the second night. Mm-hmm. And he's already announced that they will be back, that they will have a tour going on no later than March, April time yeah, frame. I heard he was in saying he'd like to do something at WrestleMania weekend. I've heard that too. Somebody I'm sure actually, that he will love that. <laughs> somebody actually posted on Twitter, oh, I hope they don't, that's beneath them. And I'm like, how is that beneath them? For one thing, that's where the crowds go, so why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. And you know, secondly... Yeah, saying that it's beneath them kind of implies that you know the E is somehow superior just for having WrestleMania at all, and the whole point is that these are other options. So, well, yeah, I, I, I think said that he wanted to compete with them. Yeah. So what better way to do that than to do WrestleMania weekend? It's not like he's leeching off them. I, I think that he's the... trying to take their audience and just shove them up his ass, <laughs> up their ass. I, I think that the idea that it's beneath New Japan is that people think that that's something that like New Japan is above doing is is trying yeah, that, to cop an audience from somebody else's show. ROH and all the other companies that do it. It's true. Yeah, there's also opportunities to the the partnerships with ROH. Right. You know. And, you know, to kind of piggyback on the last problem with the show, is it doesn't, from what I've heard and from you guys as well today, is there weren't many. I mean, obviously the commentary. Yeah, like the, the, the action. Do you know how you solve the commentary great. problem? Go talk to Ring of Honor. There's a couple mm-hmm. people over there that could solve that problem. Get Cole Caban on there for color. He's not going to fucking make jokes like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, this is not... To me, it seems like not a problem that they can't solve in the future. And secondly, the only wrestling thing I heard, and I, you guys I, from the sounds of it confirmed it, was Billy Gunn was not a good choice. I, I actually much, didn't yeah, mind Billy um, Gunn. I, I kind of enjoyed him. Yeah, okay. 
Well, then maybe he wasn't her- as horrible as what else I was hearing. I'm not going to... I mean, gonna... obviously he didn't fit in, but I didn't mind him. I thought he did pretty well considering his age. Is it necessary to have that American type of wrestler in a show like that, though? Or do you think it helps? I mean, I I enjoyed him, but I understand the complaint. He was out of place, and you can question whether he should have been there. Do do you think it actually helped bridge the audience, is kind of what I I mean. I highly doubt that people people who went there went for New Japan. They didn't go for Americans. What do you you think, Drow? Well, I think people who went went for Bullet Club. They didn't Mm -hmm. go for DX. And I think a lot of it was people just felt he did not deserve to be in a ring with Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Intercontinental title. And that may be true, but the whole reason this match even happened, a lot of people forgot because it was super low down. Um, It was a couple of months ago uh, when Yoshitatsu came back from his failed excursion in Mexico and they had a segment after a Tanahashi match where Yoshitatsu told Tanahashi, oh, by the way, Billy Gunn wants to have a match with you. And Tanahashi looked kind of confused, like, um, okay. And so they set this up a while ago, but it just wasn't a big deal until Tanahashi won the title, the IC title off Naito at Dominion last month so um I, I i think the problem was not that it was an american guy who was past his prime but rather that particular guy was viewed as an insult by a lot of the fans uh-huh. um, you, know, you have somebody just being old isn't a thing liger's 52 yeah and i realize comparing liger to anybody's kind of unfair but you know there are older people who can go and it just didn't feel like he was one of them as far as most of the fans were concerned. There's kind of like a, a level of competition that you expect too from a New Japan show it kind of attached to what fans think of when they think of that product too. Well yeah, the people who watch New Japan regularly are watching it specifically because it is not the kind of thing that you would see Billy Gunn turn up at. Yeah. And they, I, I think a lot of the hostility was, this is what I'm trying to get away from. Don't bring that in here. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like I said about the chance, you know, some people were all over him, but the audience as a whole managed to turn it into a pro Tanahashi thing and not an anti Billy Gunn thing. So, you know, people were at least being, thoughtful in their own way about it um but i guess uh speaking of of that match um and crowd behavior there was some fun stuff the second day that didn't really come across on the broadcast some of it did like um the the opening tag match with um the tempura boys and yoshitatsu against liger kushida and david finley the two people everybody hated were Yoshitatsu and Billy Gunn. So it turned into the whole, you know, Yoshitatsu gets up on the turnbuckle, everybody boos. Liger gets up on it, everybody cheers. So the Tempura boys get up there, they get booed. Kushida gets up there, he gets cheered. 
they go get the referee. They put the referee up there. The referee gets here. The referee looks so confused because they were just making this up as they went. And the referee was like, dude, what do you do? Oh, and everybody started cheering. Ref, ref, ref. Huh. And... Uh, I heard Red Shoes get a chant too. Oh, I missed Red... that because I skipped that particular match. But there was something like that later on where everyone was gyrating above Will Ospreay and then they brought Bad Luck Foley in. And yes. he just refused to do it. And it was fucking hilarious. That whole match... Okay. <laughs> that match was a fantastic example of wrestlers acknowledging the crowd, but not letting them take over everything. Because that was the match that had Cody in it. And everybody's just booing the shit out of Cody. Even though he lost the match before. It was like, you know... Anybody but him in the ring. So, you know, Yujiro Takahashi does his, you know, barrel of love bump and grind thing. And he tags in Cody and everybody's just you know, booing and booing and chants of, we want Foley. And if you were, at, I couldn't see it on TV. I was so disappointed. Foley was totally taken aback by this. You know, you, he looked out at the crowd like, what? And then he was in normal mode and trying to, you know, calm everything down. And uh, they tagged him in, tagged right back out. And then everybody, uh, so now Cody's in the ring again. Everybody's booing. So they just go to the next guy. Everybody starts chanting, you Juro, you Juro. And out of all the people who looked surprised and confused, Ujiro Takahashi is probably the most out of everybody. He's like, dude, nobody cheers me. What, what's going on? And so he tags in. Everybody's, yay! He immediately tags back out with Cody. Ooh. Yeah, that, that whole, just the whole process was great. I mean, the wrestlers were totally, you know, owning everything, which was great because fans need to remember it's not our show. Mm-hmm. And so they were great with that, but yeah, Yujiro does his bumping grind, and then Marty Skrull tags in and does the most spastic bump and grind thing <laughs> like ever. You think he's gonna fall down, and then he tagged in Cody, who acted like he was gonna do it, and then flipped everybody off, and then laughed and did it anyway, and then they all tagged in Fale. And he acted like he was going to do it, but then he just bonsai drop on what was left of Will Ospreay. Yeah, that was my only problem with it, was that Ospreay was laid there for about five minutes doing nothing while everyone just pissed all over him and teabagged him. Well, he had his moment, though, because (laughs) while all of the other Bullet Club people were tagging in and out, you didn't see nearly as much of this on the broadcast as you could see at the show, and that's unfortunate. At one point, Will Ospreay got bored and walked out into the audience and somebody handed him a beer. And he's standing there <laughs> drinking this guy's beer and everybody's turning to him and he's like, what? I got nothing to do? Nothing? To, I'm, I'm cool. Just do yeah. your thing. If I saw that, I'd have probably enjoyed it more because then it's not like he's just lying there. No, he, he's bored. He's doing something else. Although I, I, I did half expect it to end with Osprey just punching Folly in the dick. So I was pleasantly surprised when he just sat on him. 
Yeah, that that match, there was a good five solid minutes of no wrestling happening at all. (laughs) And it was amazing. It was awesome. (laughs) So if you get a chance to watch that, you can't see everything because they didn't shoot all of it, but that's okay. Um, As far as the other matches go, um, obviously, Kenny Omega beat Jay Lethal. Lethal's not a bad wrestler, but I just don't care very much about him. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ishii was really good. Um, the big question was, you know, what is Zack Sabre Jr. going to do to a man with no neck? Um, but, <laughs> uh, again, another brain buster pin there. Um, <coughs> then you had the big 10-man LIJ tag. This is where Naito fist bumped me and life was good. Huzzah. Um but anyway, um, this was one of those matches that I'm positive they had this on the card so they could show a new audience what the entire LIJ stable together at one time is like. Because really, you'd be kind of stupid not to do that. Um, and the uh, War Machine with Mike Elgin and... Um, Gorillas of Destiny with Hangman Page. I hadn't realized this. Somebody pointed it out. When Mike Elgin teams with War Machine, he does not paint his face. That's kind of in violation of the rules. When you team with War Machine, you're supposed to paint your face. And when he teams with them and does not paint his face, they lose. They didn't lose their titles because it wasn't a title match, but Hangman Page got the pin on Raymond Rowe. And so a lot of people were talking about, damn it, Elgin, if you would just paint your face, they would have won. And the last match that hasn't been mentioned, it wasn't the last match of the night, but we've been over all but one of the other ones. The junior tag title match of the Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice. If you like that kind of match, and a lot of people do, you know, it was super good. Um, The Bucks retained. However, the big thing coming out of that match was the the post-match breakup of Rapongi Vice because they did not do it the way that it's always done. Rocky Romero... Yeah, I was so confused. Um, I fucking love the jumping high five thing they do. And I was just waiting for one of them to get hit during that. It was so nice to see a mutual breakup. A happy breakup as well. That was great. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, um, the thing with Rapongi Vice and the running joke for a long time now is that Trent Beretta is the biggest fucking junior in the entire universe. (laughs) They're, They're putting people in the heavyweight division who are way smaller than him and we're supposed to believe this guy is a junior. Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Rocky gets on the mic and he talks about all the great stuff they've done and he said, hey, you know, we talked about this. If we didn't win these titles back, that you were going to move on to the heavyweight division with my blessing and do your own thing and brother, it's time. And, uh, there was hugging and high-fiving, and some people were kind of sniffly, but, you know, it's the kind of breakup you never see. And 
really should see more of. Because sometimes it's just time to do other stuff. Um, the last match to talk about is the main event for the U.S. title, where Kenny Omega beat Ishii to win that. Super good match. Everyone should watch it because it's just that good. I want to close on one thing that just struck me odd. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just never saw it this way. Kenny Omega's promo after winning this belt basically painted the Bullet Club as the Gaijin stable that nobody ever believed could do anything, that they were basically, you know, discriminated against by everybody because they weren't Japanese and nobody believed in them that they could do anything, and all they ever wanted to do was change wrestling for the better. And everybody, you know, on social media is totally jumping on this, and I'm going, that's not how I remember it. I mean, that may be what it is now, but I don't recall Bullet Club being particularly oppressed. And if that's the way they're going to take this, because people in the States will totally jump on it and agree with it, okay, cool, that's great. Yeah, I, I just was felt really like I was missing something. It. <laughs> For a start, it was way too babyface. Aren't these guys' heels that just beat the piss out of anyone they like? Well, they were, but that's another thing that Kenny and the Bucks were on about um, about two months ago, I think, um, they did this video shoot where Kenny said straight up, you know, there aren't faces and heels in wrestling anymore. There are people that you like and people that you don't like for whatever reason. And, you know, if you're good, that's if you're good at wrestling, that's all that really matters. And so they made it sound like they were throwing the alignment thing out the window and that they were just going to do what they felt like doing. Okay, I can believe that, but then it still boils back to what you said, of that they don't really seem very oppressed, and it was kind of a confusing problem and all. Plus, he mentioned, like, they wanted to get a 2,000-seat arena, but you just said there was 6,000 people there. Well, I, the yeah. um, the Long Beach Convention Center seated about 3,000, and they had two nights. Ah, um, I see, I see. I, I think, well, in the aftermath of that match he had, I will... Totally cut him some slack that he can't do basic math. Uh, He's probably <laughs> seeing double after what he went through. So oh, he just God. saw 6,000 people. He basically fell out of the ring afterwards anyway, so yeah. But yeah, his point that, you know, oh, they wanted to start small, and I say, no, we could do way better than that. You know, it's like he has more faith in the company than they do, and if that's how they want to present him now, yeah, again, so okay, good. cool. I just, I, I was unclear about that. It's like New Japan doubt themselves, but I don't doubt them. They're awesome. But I also hate them. <laughs> the, the only real problem I had was I spent like five minutes convinced that his title was upside down because the flag's upside down. I thought Cody had put it on the wrong way. It was only when they did an extreme close-up and I saw it was properly on. I was like, oh, wait, no. Because it just looks kind of awkward with the way it's designed. It's a very beautiful belt, but it just looked awkward. <laughs> well, the office was really impressed with how everything went. 
Kidani said that they are going to have company offices open in Los Angeles by the end of this year and that they are going to reopen a Los Angeles dojo sometime next year and they'll be touring by March, April. So, you know, they're in it to win it. They're not, you know, they're not messing around with this. They're just being, they're being smart. They know not to overextend themselves too quickly because we see how things go with that. I'm glad they have a plan, this solid plan that they're going to establish a base and then it's not that they really want to compete with WrestleMania, it's just that that's kind of how it works out in timing. That's just when they'll be ready for it. They could have easily overextended themselves and said, we'll be back next month. <laughs> but yeah. they, they're being patient, they're waiting, they've got a good plan and best of luck to them with it. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason that Kidani made the announcement he did is that people did not expect for them to do it. They didn't expect this little bespectacled Japanese businessman to say, yeah, we're competing with them. Vince doesn't compete with anybody, and so you've got Kidani going, yes, we are! <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh- all right, all right. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, break song? Sure. Sure. I've sure. gone through like three individual break songs, but I finally settled on one because um, I instantly fell in love with a Japanese wrestler by the name of Hiromu Takahashi for the simple principle that he comes out to the ring with a stuffed cat and I fucking love that so much. So uh, this is his theme, them. because I love that cat, and I love this. Daryl! His name is Daryl! The cat has a name? That's yes, amazing. his name is Daryl! <laughs> he posted it on his on and, his and, and, media. If, and, and if Daryl dies, we riot. <laughs> you have no idea. That cat is more popular on social media than any member of the roster is, and people are like... Well, that's just another mark against J.R. and Barnett, that they, not only did they not know where the cat came from, but they didn't even know his name. Right? No, right? We're sitting there watching it going, that's Daryl, you son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, this is the theme song of Hiromu Takahashi and his friend Uh, Daryl. Good choice.
a belly boy. <laughs> All right, we're back. BWF Radio hey. 284. No, Billy Boy was wrestling Tanahashi. Hey. They all float. And he him for some reason. That was a pretty good song. He's yeah. the old Spanish <laughs> pop, Rachel. Yeah. Ah, okay, anyway, we'll move on from that. Yeah. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghosts. Actually, I do, I do have a question on it, non psychotic clown related. Did they have to jump their car? Joe? What happened? The battery. Did they have to jump the battery? Uh, I do not know. Okay. <laughs> I don't recall them having to do so, but I don't recall them leaving either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I forgot all about that by now. That was three days ago. Yeah, fair enough. The hey. context is some some people were borrowing music cloud and pissing off Joe on Wednesday. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, they that's, didn't have the. Oh yeah, he hates Mexican people. No, I don't hate Mexican. People. <laughs> well, that's, no, that's he hates th- white people that listen to Mexican. Music. <laughs> He's even more racist. I, I thought that, I thought that was Triple Mexican H. Culture, <laughs> they actually did not have to jump the car because they left, and that's where uh, Brian parked when he got here. So nice. Yeah, <laughs> we like Brian better anyway. Yes, we do. Uh, real quick before we get into anything else, the uh, WWE Great Balls of Fire pay per view is tonight. Let's just change cha- cha- change it to like venereal disease. <laughs> well, that's what the post. Oh, like. we'll, we'll we'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute, G. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's coming. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get venereal disease. Real quick, I'll run through the card. We don't have to give predictions or nothing because who the fuck's going to watch this shit? I, I want to see Joe Lesnar. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, that I want to yeah, see. That's pretty sweet, but that's about it. That I want to see. Mean, I, nothing I, else I on this Rock, show Rock's appeals gonna to me. Rock's going to win, but whatever. I kind of want to see that. All right. Uh, Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. <laughs> <laughs> who does Vince like better matches? <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this one before. WWE Intercontinental Championship match. The Miz defends against Dean Ambrose. Yeah, Miz. Miz is winning. W- Vegas, Vegas is so like convinced on this tonight. <laughs> WWE. On all of the matches, actually. There's no. I, there's I, only match they're not convinced on is Neville and Tozawa. Which, which is. Might open the show. Yeah, WWE Cruiserweight title match. Neville defends against Akira Tozawa. There are no odds at all. It's just blank. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it's Bray. Bray's the favorite. A 30-minute Iron Man Raw Tag Team Championship match. Cesaro and Sheamus defend against the Hardys. Uh, the Bar. Apparently, that's their new name, right? I, you got me. Don't set the bar. They are the bar. Yeah, there it is. Ah. Uh, I wouldn't know. I guess I don't know. There, there's. I didn't talk about it because it's flip flopped all week. But I, the Hardys are saying they might have the gimmick, or the broken gimmick, and then the other side saying no, they're not. But who knows? <laughs> of course. And then it's it's all you need. To, it's basically that, a broken it, Matt Hardy match. It's all fucking speculation week after week about this shit. But that's, mm-hmm. that's, we spent an hour talking about Slam and G One. Go watch Slammiversary. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure. It was entertaining as hell. And it had they had an owl. That's our drift this week. Too. Yeah, it started with a fucking owl. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that show was just great. Every match had something brilliant. I had to make that into a Jeff. But, I didn't see the, the pay-per-view, but I did see the video of the owl. <laughs> I actually saw a bit of impact the next night, because it turns out the Fight Network was free. 
uh, for the whole month. Of course, nope. I find that out after they aired that New Japan first show, and they're not <laughs> rerunning it. So it's like fuckers. <laughs> and my cable pack company still has like all the free channels preview, but they don't have the Fight Network. So the sons of bitches, man. Oh well. <laughs> Raw women's. I've- Raw Women's Yeah, Raw Women's Championship match. Alexa Bliss defends against Sasha Banks. Yeah, they like Bliss. Ambulance match, because God, why the fuck do we need an ambulance match? I fucking hate ambulance matches. And I hate Roman Reigns, who's taking on Braun Strowman in an ambulance match. Scott Steiner is your favorite. <laughs> and WWE Universal Championship match, Brock Lesnar defends against Samoa Joe. Yeah, you guys know who's winning that. I don't have to tell you the odds on that. Oh, for sure, but I, I still want to. I, I still actually want to see that match. I'm. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. At this point, I'm sure Vegas just takes odds on how many suplexes are hit. Yeah, if right. we're lucky, we got to get like 10, 15 out of these guys, like a good solid match. Because like, I mean, Samoa Joe is like a guy we've been fantasy booking for over a decade. Like, like when, I'm when the when the. A when the pay-per-view starts I'll probably post like somebody let me know when the title match starts I don't give a fuck about the rest of this yeah do that and I'll just follow your post yeah right that, <laughs> that'll work alright so I, I'm gonna put it on the side but I'll be watching that Walking Dead shit again yeah I'll I'll, uh, I'll post that and then you can uh, you can comment and follow my post and uh, you yeah. can follow it right into JT land yay yay we all know we all know we all know um it's sponsored by words, so I'm not going to read that. Um, fit 20 bucks, little man, so I can pretend that I have fans. Is Coaster still here? Apparently Actually, not. We, we must have lost him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hashtag Murica, proud to be eating meat sauce today. Nia Jackson, Nia Jackson, Sasha Banks in the same ring makes my meat sauce boil, baby. Ew. Hey, Pokemon, go fuck yourself. Seriously and realistically, go fuck yourself. <laughs> New York Knicks new name, New York Dead Dogs Play Betters. <laughs> Rise up or go fuck yourself. Shout out to all the fucking jabronis who were use the word shout out. Please go fuck yourself forever. The Maria Menudos, you are a real legend. I love you forever. I help you break the jabronis' backs forever, my lady. I think she's got like... because. I posted that one because didn't she like have like since she have like a brain tumor or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah she has a brain yeah. tumor. Yeah, so you know, you know, cancer sucks. Fuck cancer. Hey, uh, I don't need pictures. All right, let's do let's do some kayfabe news. Lazy wrestlers demand money in the bank escalator matches. <laughs> Controversial Trump tweets. Incur quote. Encourages the violent head shaving of journalists, end quote, say critics. Safety first. WWE to add guardrail around raw, raw stage. Leaked documents reveal the original name of Sunday's pay per view Enormous Flaming Testies. <laughs> Basically. I've seen the logo. It's just a massive cock and balls on top. I know. It is. Can can North Korea strike U.S. with a missile dropkick? <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, last but not least from KPAVE News, and this one's for G because he made sure I had to say this one. AJ Styles finally earns the respect of his father, Joey. 
<laughs> and new segment, fill her up. Every year, JT, tw- JT drinks 25,000 barrels equals 50,000 kegs equals 775,000, but only two zero gallons <laughs> equals 5,889,822.5 liters of Willie Belcher Betcher glasses. Hashtag G and Coaster Talk. Hashtag Our Truth. And finally, that's it. My brother's still waiting for my tenders or his tenders, whatever. Um, It'd be so overcooked, man. <laughs> I know. And that's you, JT Land, for this week. So apparently we coastery. I do actually have a quick Cantonese corner. Uh, I was gonna say apparently we don't have coasters, so let's just go straight to Cantonese corner with noise. Yeah, I I asked some. I asked the very kind people to explain TNA to me because, in my view, there's only two kinds of wrestling: there's WWE and New Japan. So I had no idea what the fuck a TNA was. And they explained it to me quite well by saying that sometimes wrestlers just get very old or they get very sick. And often when this happens, even though WWE love them very, very much, they think it would be nicer for them if they went to live at TNA. (laughs) At TNA, they get to be a champion. They get to be on TV whenever they want. And sometimes they even get paid. (laughs) <laughs> it truly is the best place for old, sick wrestlers to go. It's better that way. Besides, WWE keep buying you new wrestlers to care about. You can carry on watching WWE knowing that your old wrestlers, old favorite wrestlers, are happy scampering around a soundstage somewhere in Florida. And that's what TNA is. It's wrestler heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the farm, man. <laughs> it's the farm. <laughs> It's fucking so depressing, but oh well. <laughs> it's depressing, but true. <laughs> yes, it is. Very much so. Uh, all right. Uh, where are we? Okay, so uh, alternative facts. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Let me get this set up so I can do the Spatula City bit. <laughs> uh, kudos to AngryMarks.com, EqualMurse.Fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, he's missing again. Uh, when Drow got his speaks, you listen. JT actually sent G his stuff.truth, PraiseBGender.ca, GeneSimmons.owns.everything, PoonSlayerJT.is.back. Joe kind of stopped watching wrestling except for the week, uh, except for the wrestling he sort of watched. Glitterbeard.org and Discount Heat Emporium, CheapHeat.com and Spatula City. Spatula City. Okay. And a friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. Smith Hart, the eldest of the Hart children, passed away after a battle with prostate cancer while in hospice care last Sunday afternoon. Rest in peace. Incidentally, it was also Bret Hart's birthday. And stupid smart fucks thought they should go out of their way to wish him a happy birthday because his brother died. This fucking businessman. G is shaking his head. Yeah. Well, I got. I I had my my stepfather and my uncle share a birthday, and since he passed, you know, six years ago, my uncle still. He's like, dude, I don't have a birthday anymore. Like, don't you know? Right. So I can cope. I can understand with that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Bad taste. Bad taste, man. Yeah. And some of the people are like, "Oh, we should post extra birthday wishes," and it's like, I don't know, man. 
maybe maybe just let him chill. Yeah, my my mom doesn't watch wrestling, and she texted me like, you know, did did you know that Bret Hart's brother died? Like, yeah, mom, I know. Like, you know, and kind of like you know went over like the tragedy that has been, uh, you know, ha- that has befallen the Hart family over the years, uh, and you know, kind of pointed out like that seems to be a thing with wrestling families because look at the Von Erichs and now the Hearts and yeah, just. It's, but I, you know, wrestling is a tragic business to begin with. So, you know, that's bound to happen if you have a lot of people in one group. If, uh, I, if, if I would you think. want to go to his Twitter, um, like he knew it was near, near the end, like half a month. Uh, oh, yeah. Before no, I, I, passed, I, I saw that. There's a video documentary that he posted up there that he was involved in helping to make. It's about 20 minutes long. He's got a link there, so. He had the one post, uh, he went to Owen's grave, and he said, I'll see you soon, brother. Yeah. So, yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew. I mean, and I, 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 that's good in a way, I guess. I mean, that you're expecting it to, to come. Like, I don't know if that makes it any easier to, to go through, you know, but it's, it, you know, it is awful, and we send our condolences to the Hart family and, and you know, all, of, all the fans and friends of them. All right, segue. Uh, yeah, now now to start joking again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It is what it is. I'm glad that banana guy is gone. I got tired of watching him in the bathroom break division, says Roman Reigns. I'm the reason he got released, Oos. Roman, these are my bananas now, Reigns. <laughs> Roman is now the great... You're the greatest man to ever live now, Roman. <laughs> WWE wished Austin Aries the best in his future endeavors. He had only signed with the company back in January 2016, so this can't be considered a long tenure, but Aries was reportedly unhappy with being relegated to the cruiserweight division and saw a much bigger role for himself than that. And well, of course, everybody does when they sign for fucking WWE, but that they don't always get that. That's true. Yeah, that's a valid point. That is a very, very valid point. Uh, this from uh, this breaking news from Pop Up Everyone. Red car, Red Alert Karma Stock Exchange. Excuse me, stock change. Our former Bay A Double is now A Triple because he is a giant asshole. Forget what you've heard <laughs> in the last forty-eight hours about looking forward to seeing Austin Aries on the Indies. Now that the Lord of Fake Sport, Dave Bigger Dick than Batista Meltzer, has reported that Aries did not ask for his release and was actually fired. We must assume that it's backstage. We must assume it's backstage because he was a huge dick backstage. We know that if he was a huge dick backstage, it means he was probably mean to Bailey, Mr. Uh, El Generico, and all the other indie retards we love so dear. I don't know what spawned that, but yeah, that's this morning. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what Meltzer's saying. I, who fucking knows? Yeah. No, that is what I've heard. It, well, I've heard that he was asked, but they had no problem giving it to him because he was a con. Ah, whatever. It's what it is, I guess. If he wanted guess, out. The truth is, as always, it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. Hey, if that's one way to get out of a business, I guess, for some people, unless your name's Daniel Bryan, but... yeah. Daniel Bryan is pure. He could never say anything mean to anyone. Yeah. Except the Miz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles beat Kevin Owens for the United States title at the TGI FMS Garden House Show on Friday. Is that what they called it? 
No. No, I, I was just I wanted to make a joke about it being on <laughs> oh, Reddit for a second. I thought that he actually called it out. Yeah. No, no, no we no, have. No. A, it's gonna it's, see. We're breaking the news early. It's gonna be called that next year. No, 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 no. See, but it's a new pay per view. Well, TGI I mean, Fridays just bought Madison Square Garden. No, no, no. See, see, see. You and I, you and I got different leaked documents because the last I saw, uh, they're renaming it to Madison Square Olive Garden. No. <laughs> Virgil has to work every WWE show there. Office Space joke, and then I'm like, ah, I don't know. People remember that movie. (laughs) I watched it. I watched it one time. I I watched it last uh, week. I love that movie. (laughs) I watch it regularly. Ah, well, you know, if it's TGIF, you got to show your flair. Woo! (laughs) No, she had to show her flair at Tchotchkes. And then she quit Tchotchkes and worked at, uh, it wasn't TGIF, but it was the restaurant on the other side. Of Chachi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway. Paige and Xavier Woods were in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the babies looked at me, says Jay Uso. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> WWE battle rap from SmackDown. The Uso's line, let's just keep it PG, you know what's good, don't get all rated R like your boy Xavier Woods is edited out uh, from basically all the replays uh, in the United States. They were not edited in Canada because nobody fucking cares. Now, I'm either going to sound old or racist, which is no different, but I was not a fan of that segment as a whole. I just didn't get any of it outside of that one brilliant line there. But I just see everyone praising it and talking about how awesome it was. I'm just like, really? Maybe I'm just old. I I saw the like non-white people. <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the Usos line. I, I saw that in a video floating around Facebook, and then I was like, you know, I kind of want to see this. So I watched the whole segment, and I I enjoyed it. I can't remember a damn thing other than that line that was edited out of the replay I saw. But uh, uh there is some line about that Usos carrying Roman's bags. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Mega Ran was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and while I was like doing the moderating, I was, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the yeah, Usos, I, I, I did catch that bit too. I, same thing. I kind of like, I kind of mix between both Mark and 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 Joe's reactions to it. I mean, there were parts that that were kind of funny, and parts that was kind of yeah. But the whole battle rap thing is obviously a pop culture thing, and I, I don't even know if it's more or less popular than it's ever been. I mean. In a lot of ways, I kind of took away that that internet uh, meme thing that was popularized a couple of years ago, where there's this like guy who basically says he's like not a, a rapper, but he always wins his rapper battles. You've probably seen the animated GIF where there's this like one guy kind of standing smug while his friends are all jumping around like idiots beside him, and the one guy jumps in front of the camera, holding his face with his hands like Kevin from. Uh, uh, fucking Home Alone. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that was like the first response. I was oh, I can't wait to see this line mixed with this. <laughs> yeah, no, those, those videos are actually kind of funny. They are kind of funny because the guy doesn't really rap at all and his lines are just awful, but it's just, I don't know why I find it. I find it amusing. I finally actually just watched these things like about a month and a half ago. I'm like, oh, that's where the fucking gif's from. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm feeling old too, right? Yeah, there you go. On Instagram, Alberto El Patron had this to say, Tuesday next week, a bunch of pussies will be here in San Antonio. The man with the big nose and no balls, but also the pussies from the rap battle will be too. Also with no balls, like their boss. All yes men, 
I'll be in my restaurant starting at 10 p.m. I'll be waiting for you there. 17776 Blanco Road, La Cantarina. Cantanita. After I beat the shit out of you, I'll buy you a drink just because I'm a good man. So I'll... Yeah, I saw people suggesting they would go dressed as Triple H just for a free drink. <laughs> so so <laughs> Alberto El Patron is threatening to beat up his former employers. Yeah, but it's at his restaurant, so... He's threatening physical assault against somebody. He's inviting them there to physically... Ins- it doesn't work if you invite them, according to Chief yeah. Wiggum. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically the same as when... Um, the shit half of DX were in TNA and just called out Shawn Michaels and Triple H. It's pretty just much. That. It's just really sad. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega is set to defend the New Japan Pro Wrestling US title in both New Japan and Ring of Honor going forward. He's expected to stay with Japan until at least 2019 at this point. Cody Rhodes got some blowback for having the night one main event of G1 special with uh, with Okada, even though I'm not even going to try, with Okada, even though it's, it was a strong <laughs> match for the ROH and New Japan Alliance, with both being the respective world champions of their promotions. According to his Instagram, Okada sat at the gorilla position during SmackDown and shook hands with every WWE superstar who came through before and after their matches. I was very surprised by the lack of jokes about um, just anyone being signed again. I suppose they only do it for black people. <laughs> Even though it is true that uh, I forgot who it was, but Vince did actually forget that one of his Asian wrestlers wasn't under contract. Jimmy Wang Yang. So yeah. That's it, Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> he gave him a contract that night because he forgot. He was like, yeah. get out there, Jimmy. I'm not yeah, no wait. shit. You are now. <laughs> I, I just got a question. Did we get Coaster back? Or is he snoring? I'm hearing something faintly sounding like Coaster. He's falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, you hear him snoring. You're snoring. Coaster. <laughs> Adam, wake weird, up! He's having some weird fucking dreams if he's falling asleep. Ah, it's Sunday. He's chilling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Catching trains to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Come on, who hasn't fallen asleep during during this show? Yeah, I've never done it. <laughs> I haven't. Still, just me and Coaster then. Well, you have epilepsy, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you have a medical condition. <laughs> I do not. Have, I do not actually have a medical condition to any doctors that may be listening for when I come get a sleep study soon. <laughs> if I was. If I wasn't so far away from my phone right now, I sent him a text to wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> he legit sounds like he's falling asleep. This is live. <laughs> this is live radio at its best, folks. Just phone him. Just, just get your phone and call him. Yeah, well, it's in, it's, I'm far away from it right now. Noise. I can't just go call him <laughs> right now. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I've I've fallen just asleep give his doing this. Joan, we'll call him on Skype through his phone. <laughs> That's what Skype credits for. <laughs> That'll be really confusing. Coaster, we have a a forty pack of PBR pounders for you. <laughs> Chuck Taylor defeated Zack Saber Jr. to become the new Pro Wrestling Gorilla World Champion on Friday. And just, he's totally snoring. <laughs> <laughs> 
And a few days after that, Alberto El Patron beat Bobby Lashley to unify the GFW and Impact Heavyweight titles at Slammiversary. Oh, God, he's genuinely snoring. You're right. <laughs> trying to one up the train, man. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 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 Let's keep going, man. This is great. This is... I've you can't... the best week to come back. I'm so glad I didn't miss this show. <laughs> Just uh, script the shit. According to... Our, uh, our special guest. Uh... Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> special guest. Okay, I got my phone. I gotta, I've got to figure out how to find yeah. this number on my phone. All right. According to... I had Kev... to put in a nomination in the award show for this one. According to Kev, Kev Dunn Jr. on Reddit, Sergeant Slaughter didn't die in the fields of Italy for a bunch of pillow-hugging neckbeards just to welcome New Japan Pro Wrestling in with open arms. <laughs> I wasn't even going with that because I had the document closed. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old uh, Mitch Hedberg joke from that 70s show. Like, like, but Sergeant Slaughter didn't die. Like I said, Sergeant Slaughter didn't die in Hanoi. <laughs> I'm not racist, but then you say something innocuous and like that wasn't racist at all. And like, yeah, I told you I'm not racist. <laughs> D'Angelo Williams had his wrestling debut and retirement all at the same time at Slammiversary. It's, it's uh, a shame because he did well. I heard he did well. Was that Coaster's phone going off? No, it was me. It was me. It was my my phone went off. Oh, I thought uh. it was text. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Okay, wait. I'm trying to write his number down because I don't have it actually in my phone. So, uh, got, of course, I get a Tinder match. So, ah, makes one of okay. us. Uh, yeah, she won't answer the phone. So, let's see here. Uh, dial one three one five. Uh, maybe blah, not blah, read blah, his. Yeah. <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm interested. Set. All right, let's see. Here we go. I'm calling him right now. Let's see if his phone rings. Okay, so he's nominated for uh, falling asleep for JT's award for wrestling's greatest moment. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I'm going to give it also for specific IWC content of the year award. I think that qualifies. Sure. No, it went to voicemail. Oh, no. He's out, dude. He's out like a light. Velvet Sky would very much like to clarify that she's only retired from in-ring competition and not retiring from autograph signings, appearances, or training sessions in any way. Well, gotta make that money money. Yeah, yeah. She's also best guest host, too. She's married to Bubba Ray. She doesn't need that money money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Speaking well. of people getting money, Dixie Carter will be appearing on the WWE Network in the new Kurt Angle special that airs Monday night after Raw. Yeah, all this news came out like on the same day with um, AJ winning the title and Aries leaving, and it was just a really fucking <clears throat> weird day. I know. <laughs> so I guess that means what Clara Lynch is being signed to NXT, probably. <laughs> oh, if only. I, 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 like, happened to see wrestling news. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Dixie Carter's going to be on the WWE Network. AJ Styles just beat Kevin Owens at a house show. And Austin Aries is gone from WWE. Like, what the fuck? Well, guess what? There's more. WWE applied for an XFL mark for entertainment use for a series on wrestling on June 28th. 
They originally applied for an XFL trademark for wrestling purposes in 2012, but the NFL tried and then apparently abandoned the effort to oppose it in 2014. Gene Simmons already has the trademark. Oh man, he hate me is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must not have his headphones on, because who sleeps through all of this? <laughs> who sleeps when your phone's ringing? <laughs> right? Way to break kayfabe, assholes. WWE unintentionally leaked the name, addresses, and ethnicity of 3 million customers due to a misconfiguration in an Amazon server. WWE has issued a response to the Forbes article Tracking stating back because that tapping is what he does. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> oh, man. He's awake. Awesome, we got you snoring on air, coaster. For sure. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy, you're not the... to snag yourself three nominations for the year-end awards, <laughs> you, Don't worry, buddy. I've fallen asleep on this show a couple of times. <laughs> Just I haven't snored into the microphone. <laughs> anyway, uh, WWE has issued a response to the Forbes article stating that millions of customers had their information left unsecured on an Amazon web server. Although no credit card or password information was included and therefore not at risk, WWE is investigating a vulnerability of a database housed on an Amazon web or on Amazon Web Services or AWS, which has now been secured. A disgruntled former employee, only identified as Solomon Crow, was quoted, "Yeah, I did it." <laughs> Yeah, and it, w it wasn't my phone call that woke Coaster up. It was my text that I sent him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good text. Like I said, I've fallen asleep on this show at least twice. <laughs> well, to be honest, and, and that's your Shouldn't have taken that from me. <laughs> well, to be, to be honest, when Coaster was here a couple of weeks ago, live from the studio, I was struggling. I was, I'm like. <laughs> Coaster was standing there. I'm like, I had my head hunched over. I don't think he realized I had my head hunched over. I was, I was like, nodding off, nodding off, trying not to nod off while Coaster was standing right there next to me. So, to <laughs> it's be honest, tough I, sometimes. I actually did it too. So, yeah, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was up pretty late. Just, I, I, I couldn't sleep. I was up till like fucking four o'clock. Yeah, you stay out late on a Saturday. You don't get to sleep or whatever, man. Like, yeah, it, it's tough sometimes. I, I didn't even go out. I was home. I just couldn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I went out. Tonight, I ain't going nowhere, man. Maybe to the store to buy more Pepsi, but, like, yeah, I'm staying home tonight. <laughs> been self-employed for a week. I've been to three shows since then. <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything they'd like to add to the show? I don't know. Snoring. Kosher, do you want to do your bit now since you kind of slept through it earlier? Yeah. Well, I was going to plug Bill After's new book. Um, uh, Kayfabe's Dead. I didn't know she was sick. <laughs> All right. Well, then. For at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at El Generico, at Book Junkie Jaina, at Mark underscore Noise, I am at Think So Joe. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern or download us afterwards. Anywhere podcasts are sold, iTunes, Stitcher, Cheap Heat, Blueberry, PodDirectory.com, wherever. Say something, Coast. You get last word who slept.
Do it now! I'm sleeping. <laughs> I died. <laughs>